Hey everyone, welcome to another uh, podcast edition and today we're going to be talking about fatherhood. Um, wow, and we have enough emotional tension in the room and I am with... <laughs> <laughs> Shege is my name. And Jimorenga. You're the Dockers. And George. And I am Mutua Francis. Um, so we started, uh, just before this podcast started um, recording, we're just saying that fatherhood and fathers are everything. And I just want to hear the justifications around the room. Uh, as I said, we have enough emotional tension <laughs> for this conversation. So we open it up to Shege. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's, it's the, one, of, one of the things that like is a constant memory is my dad used to golf uh, and he'd come home and I'd be asleep, but I'd wake up in the morning and next to me would be a bar of chocolate, um, a can of juice. Normally mango, I was like, you guys, I don't like mango juice, but it would always be mango juice. Um, and, and a cartoon, a VHS of a cartoon. And you know, as, I'm, as I get older, I'm like, this guy went to the video library, got a movie, went to a shop somewhere, bought these things, I don't think the other guys got the, I don't think my siblings woke up to things next to their beds. Uh, but I think fathers are different depending on how many kids they have. So as a father, you're different with your firstborn, you're different with your secondborn, however many children you have. So me, I was the last one. So I think I, I, I found him when he was tired, didn't have, and he couldn't fight. God, <laughs> chokad. So I was, I was the, I was the baby of the family. Just give him whatever he wants. So I'm, I, I think God knew I needed grace. I needed to be the last one. Anyway, it's called grace. Grace. Yeah. So, but so I mean, that's everything. It's that's a constant memory. Mm. I remember things about my mom, who's still alive. My dad is uh, deceased, but that's a, like I. Th- think about that actively you know so for me i'm like and for me that's everything because then it, it makes me think wow you know and i try to emulate that um with my kids uh for me i also remember that um growing up and playing everyone used to always threaten the other with i will tell my dad <laughs> it was never I'll tell my mom yet. Our moms were actually what? around the corner and they were worse. They were worse. Serious disciplinarians. But um, it would always be, I'll tell my dad because my dad, you know, in, in a kid's eyes, my dad is the strongest. He's the tallest. He's the, he, he's the defender and he, nobody can tell him anything. Um, and it's nothing that is communicated. It's something that we just pick up and it just it's just innate you know when i see sometimes i have to remind myself that i am somebody's dad because um there's a way i would see i can see myself and then i get home and then my kids the way they see me is totally different when i look at them and the way they look at me it's totally different you can see they see the great man that they think i am they can see the the one who's going to beat any other person who's going to come into their way uh, they see the defender against all teachers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so I think yeah, that is everything. No, that's that's very true. I think for me, I remember as when I was young, if I had maths homework, he knew maths. If I had English <laughs> so I thought, you know, he knows more than the teachers. He <laughs> he knows everything. He's the one who if you didn't make your bed, his bed was always made. 
So he looked perfect. And I think for me, the father is the one who gives you your first identity, first revelation of your identity mm. for good or for bad. And for me as well, it was the same thing. Everything he said, I took it as scripture, as gold, as set in stone. So anything he said about me, I took it to heart as saying that cannot be changed. Mm. So when he said I did well, I felt I have no. You can't argue against it. It was, only at a later age could I think you could actually argue against what your dad said. So in terms of framing my identity initially, my father was pivotal to it. My mother was there, but from a young age I could always negotiate and argue with my mother, and I could, <laughs> you know, we'll go back and forth until she says I'll tell your dad. Then you knew that there was finality. <laughs> There was a law of those finality, and it's not that maybe it's how we are when we're young. I don't remember him as a jokey, jokey guy. <laughs> he was very direct, and and I think that's how that's the role of fathers. They they define things, but they call out your identity, and it was very important. And again, for good or for bad, because if he calls the the wrong destiny for you to unpack that and to yeah. take it back, mm-hmm. it takes forever. So. Yeah. It's the luck of the draw. You pray that you have the right father because it sets your it sets your foundation. I think that's the the core of a father. But but you 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 I think you have the father you have, and that's the right father. Yeah. Just because of your just because of your purpose and your path in life, you have the dad you have, and that's what you have. Yeah. You are lucky your dad did homework with you. I don't know. I, I don't know. My dad. I don't even think he knew what shape my school books were. I don't know if he knew if they were circle or oval. It's like, my guess, he just helped. If that was my sister's work. It's like, even once. Maybe he didn't know math. Terrible. Oh, that's so funny. I, and I failed math, so I But you I know what you can, you can be very confident that he knew how much they cost. That's true. That's true. Wow, this conversation is bringing up so much uh, in terms of memories. For me, uh, uh, I was daddy's girl, daddy's little girl. But I love that even though I was that, my father believed that you couldn't just ask him for something. If you asked him for something, you had to do something to earn it. So he never used to give us anything for free. So I love that because he taught me um, not to be entitled. I think for me, the most powerful thing that stood out for my father, he always wanted me to be a banker. And he kept saying it and saying it and saying it, and I became a banker. You know, the most interesting thing is that when the time came for me to transition out of banking, I don't know if he knew, but one day in passing conversation, he told me, and by the way, if you want to move out of banking and do something else, you can. It was a random conversation. I don't think he knew what it meant, but for me, it was such a release. But I don't think he, I think I need to go back and tell him because exactly that time he told me that is exactly the same time God was asking me to transition out of banking. So I thought, a father's word is so powerful. I think, I don't know. So that struck me, yeah. So did you want to be a banker apart from your dad? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, when I was joining campus, I wanted to do law. I wanted to become a lawyer. But he didn't want me to do law. He wanted me to do econ- economics. So it was a big, you know, back and forth. Yeah, so I don't know if, I think I just became what he called out in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's so amazing, Dorcas. Yeah. But for me, I think with my, I'm also a father's uh, favorite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, me and my dad, you cannot come in between us, even if you do what. We are tight. And the whole idea was fathers are everything. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, my father is everything, for real. But then I still have the but, you see? Because that's the thing that's the conversation we had before this. I was saying that there are still things that, they, that as a father he's doing that are not, in my eyes, they look like something is off. But, like I said, maybe if I sat with him, he would straighten me out. Because I think the things, what has become important for me in this conversation is that fathers are important and they are everything in their nonverbal communication, in the things they are not saying, and in the things they are saying. But they really shape our destiny and our character. They really do. They, they shape us even though, I think even when I look at between my dad and my mom, my, my dad is a quieter one. My dad is very quiet. He just observes. My mom is the noisy one, you know? So, but even out of all that, despite his quietness, despite all this, he's really served to shape our character. And I don't know whether, let me just say, because I feel it. My own father had an accident almost 35 years ago now. And the accident left him paralyzed. But as I've grown, to, 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 at that time, we just had to deal with the paralysis and what do we do? And dad, dad survived, he lived, he continued working. But later, and especially when I, when I know what I know now, I feel like that was supposed to curtail our destiny. There was something about that accident. When I think about it, if my dad had died at that point, our lives would have been very different. So sometimes I feel like the enemy was after us through him. And when we say a father is everything, it's true. So the enemy knew, how am I going to get these kids who have destiny? We all have. I'm going to do something to their father. And, and actually, I was going to say, I'm going to paralyze their father. So even if he did it physically, it, had the, it could have turned into a paralysis in all other aspects. Is that my dad has a very strong will. And I remember in hospital, gosh, I didn't think I was going to say all these things. These podcasts make you think things you're not going to say. <laughs> but I didn't I was going to say all this. But I remember in hospital, I said, I wish I'd paid more attention. You know, when you, you just paid more attention, because there's a doctor who came into the room. Because he had to stay. He was in hospital for a whole year. And then also in the UK, he stayed outside of hospital in that whole year. Um, to, so, so they could see how he could transition into an apartment. But he said, the doctor came in and said, we've done everything for you medically. But whether you live or die is now up to you. I wish I'd even taken his name. I remember the statement. He said you have the will now. The will to live. He actually said the will to live. And whether you're going to live or die is up to you. And it's so strange because when I look at it now, my dad's self-will, the will of my dad, he is on the test. So the, 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 the accident killed his body or paralyzed his body. But in terms of a spirit, you'll never find somebody with a more stronger spirit a sense of purpose, a sense of direction. And maybe if we asked him, is this that they don't talk? He would say he did it for us. Lived. Yeah. Because he continued to work. He continued to invest. He continues to, he continued to educate us. He did so much. But at that point, if his life had been cut short... It would have been in another kogma if they such a, I mean, I don't even know what koga what it means, but yeah. So I think, and, and it would justify the will, but I think there are things he doesn't say, but I'm going to prod them out of him. I think my dad likes prodding, so I'm going to go prod them out because, but what I was saying is, as a father, there are things that you say that are still coming, that you don't say, 
that are still communicating. And I think from our conversation that we'd had before this as we engage in this is you have to be very clear as a father. There's a, even if you're not communicating, you're still communicating. But we have to explain what's behind the communication. Why do you do the things that you do? If a father is everything, why do you do the things that you do? Explain to your kids. It's, it's interesting that you, that you say prodding. Huh? Mm. I remember when my dad died, he was, I was about maybe a teenage, mm. mid-teenage. Uh, wait, wait, well, I was of sound mind. Eh? And I remember some of the best conversations we had was of me searching him out. Mm. Just asking him, you know, and having conversations. Um, you could see the guy light up, you know. Um, so I think there's a place even for sons and daughters to say, who's this guy who brought me up? Mm. Um, who are you? Um, what's your story? Um, very interesting that you would say that you that maybe you should prod. I think, prod. yeah, I, poke, poke. Yeah, you know, I pretend with my daughter that I'm annoyed when she comes to Sumbuami, but I love it. Mm. <laughs> because she comes and she has like seventeen thousand questions. Three minutes I've been called Papa, like I don't know how many times, but I'm like, Yani, this is life. You know. But you see, you've never communicated that, Chegesi. That's Maybe true. That's true. <laughs> you've never communicated yeah, yeah. that you love it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But also, it's DNA. As no. tunakuanga na we tunakuanga na design ya wanaume. There's a there's something. There's no design flaw. Talk because even when you don't say things, you're saying things. That's true. Yeah, and uh, you know this con- that conversation about your daughter disturbing you. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, um, anytime my daughter uh, says that she doesn't want me to go f- anywhere to work or whatever, she wants me to just sit with her. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like even when we sit, there's um, we're not together. <laughs> she, she, she just wants me. Yeah. In fact, she rides the bike in the yeah. house. So she'll come, she'll yeah. say, uh, put for me cartoon, and then she'll not even watch it. Yeah. And she'll go, come back and check, you're still here. <laughs> and then as long as you're not doing anything yeah. else, she doesn't want you to do anything else. Yeah. And then she gets so distraught if she sees I'm going. And I usually wonder, what is, what is this feeling of don't leave? Mm. Um, and sometimes I feel like uh, maybe it's, a longing that is innate in us that we just want to know the father we just want we just want to be around because we sense that there's something there's something more to this person than just um than what meets the eye and maybe that's why uh, searching out is important and she, i mean she's you yeah she, she's me that's all she she sees you and just sees i think maybe sees her source so she's like it's almost like a part of her it's like where are you going you get what I mean? So I'm just thinking when you're saying that, because we're saying a father is everything, mm-hmm. when you're saying that, I'm thinking, then imagine all the fathers that have been taken away from their children, um, either by physically or by bondage. Maybe the father is uh, an alcoholic or addicted to something or angry. So imagine how how we have to be so conscious because what she needs is your presence. Mm. So a father's presence is? Everything. Everything. So it's not just the father is everything, but now mm-hmm. his presence is yeah. everything. And not just physical presence. He has to be there. Because yeah. spirit because he could be there physically, yeah. but he's not there. He's yeah. absent. Exactly. But it's you have to be there. Yeah. 
we have to be there. And I don't know where, why I'm thinking about a township that I saw somewhere. I think it was a, a trip to South Africa where all the men had been taken away. Maybe they'd gone to the mines or something. Mm. And the difference that it made to that township. I don't know why that came to mind. Mm. But as anyway, we're saying that a father is everything, but also the father has to be actively present mm. because that's what she wants. She just And it's amazing. She'll go ride her bike, come back, see, you're still there. Still there. So I think for every father, and you know the father also, I think we have to define that a father is not... Okay, maybe first we stick to the to the fact that it's a male father. But I think a father, a father in any sense, a father in the marketplace, a father in the community, a father in the nation, a father in the church, um, your presence is what is required. So when we say a father, and, and a father is everything because they're shaping everything. Because when you're not there, I wonder what it is that... It's like you're her center. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Is a centering, yeah? That's what I meant. That the father is the center. Yeah. That's what it is. So when we say everything, we actually mean the father is the center. And when you see households, families, where the center has, has been removed, yeah. it is, uh, I don't know who's listening to this podcast, mm. but the result is Matoko mm. That's why <laughs> my dad's accident was supposed to knock yeah. out that center. Yeah. But by the grace of God, yeah. let me tell you, it was supposed to knock out that center. So I, I'm just seeing like a center. It's like the balancing. It's a thing that's holding it together. So first of all, I think as men, hey, you guys better. No, and then no wonder fathers are always so attacked. Yeah. Or the males from Bible days. It shocks me from the Bible because way way back to the Bible, going back to my roots is to the Bible, <laughs> where they were killing off the male yeah. child. Man has been under threat for a very long time. And you know, um, it reminds me when we recently had um, the Men Impacting Differently event. We had our own evening bonfire of eating nyama and we did not have an agenda, like a topic. This is what we are going to discuss. You know, we are going to, you know, it was an open, open uh, ended discussion. It was, what do you guys want to talk about? And it was so funny that we had two groups uh, of men over 30 and uh, under 30. And in a very, you, you'd think, and this is what people think uh, that men discuss, that anytime you have the opportunity, you'll talk about men, women, uh, you'll talk about money, you'll talk about women and politics. and politics. But interestingly, with an open blank slate where people ended up was talking about fathers and what they did to them. And between 9 p.m. and uh, close to 3 a.m., all people were unpacking was my father, my father my father and you could you could just tell that it was so deep-seated you see this and and stories that you would hear are from men who during the day they look very well put together but given a chance and they just speak about their father you can just tell there's just a gap an emptiness and a and a sort sort of lost uh, a lost boy there's a lost boy somewhere just looking for where his dad where is he? And this is somebody who's in his 50s, somebody probably who's, who's 19, who's just turning 20, and all the, 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 the consensus in the entire room, around 40 men, is my father. So I think uh, centering, uh, being the center, is a very, very huge thing. And it's not just for men, because I think why it was so important that that came out that day, also because these men are charged to be the fathers. So imagine that lost boy, 
He's going to get. He's now a dad. He's going to be a father. Imagine that. But this is the thing, because I was also there that night, and the the other consensus was, my father was not the best. But geez, if you saw his father, yeah, a thousand times worse. And 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 the question, that was consensus. And the question is, how do you learn how to become a father? Because there's this thing about passing on. Mm passing on genes how because there's there's a breakdown you can only give what you had or what you received and and the other consensus was the fathers deep inside felt a certain not shame but there was a regret they felt i wish i was better but this is all i had you know this is all i could give because of what was given to me i was given such a small deposit and i tried to retain as much to give you but it was still as broken so there are many things that I said I would, I would not do that my father did, and I didn't do. But there are a thousand other things that I did that now my son is looking and saying, what's wrong with this man? So, so that's the question. How do you pass on something that you didn't have? Where, where do you go to learn how to be a father? What? Is there an academy to become <laughs> a father? I, I, th- I think just before I answer your question, I think just as a side note, like dads, take care of your health, like be in good shape, you know, work out um, in as much as is but in is your power. Really no, listen, <laughs> as, as much as is in your power, uh-huh. be, be, be around, be healthy, yeah? Side note. Um, where do you go, man? You... You look for this biological father. Father is everything. Um, father is a center. But I think God is so gracious with us that sometimes he gives us multiple fathers. Like even earthly fathers where you, you'll feel drawn to an older man or you'll have a, a man cover you who's not your dad but he plays a, a father role in your life. Uh, I don't think that anyone, any man or woman doesn't have that. I think everyone has that sort of role, father role somewhere. It's it's opening your eyes and, and looking for them. And if you look for them, you'll find them. And then it's then having that conversation and, and building that relationship. Um, it's looking at your peers and saying, you know, uh, what are you doing as a dad? Because you can also be taught by your peers who are dads, you know, who are fathers, and you're like, wow, how 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 are you doing this fatherhood thing? And they they you know you benchmark with those guys, they give you their insights, <clears throat> and you learn, you know. Where do you go to look for it? I think you pray as well. I think you pray. You pray very hard for 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 fathers to come around you. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's it's no joke to say that dad is destiny. Yeah. I don't think that's a light statement. I think it's very true. So so look for look for someone who can fill that gap who is a real father because sometimes you can also be surrounded by people who are counterfeits. That's very true. Because mm. even even when I look back into my own life trajectory, 
I've had men actually be the ones calling me out. Mm-hmm. Um in school it was specific teachers who just took an interest. You know yeah. there can be that one who says that yeah, yeah you pass and that's good. Yeah. And then there's a momentary feeling of uh you know yeah that's good I'm, I I am doing well. Yeah. But then there's that one because uh, I remember I had two teachers specifically in mm-hmm. primary school and even in high school who took a special interest in me now it was beyond the books it yeah. was really what are you interested in i noticed that this is what you you are drawn into um i noticed that this is you know it's it's the i notice yeah. it's the i notice that actually brings you up and you light up i remember i was kind of reserved but they helped me because i was in a boarding school i mean there we we are like an army <laughs> everyone is in the battalion nobody is special yeah. um but just because they took a special interest and uh directed me in some ways there are things i would never have known i would never even have expected better of myself because yeah. i mean i was in shags yeah. what 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 do you expect you get what you see um but this a guy was telling me no you can actually um have better there are people the first time i ever heard of mit harvard cambridge uh oxford because to me oxford was a brand of mathematical set <laughs> to actually know it's a, it's a place that people go to as like what mind blown you know it was because somebody actually told me about it i said by the way if you have if you want to go as far as that direction this is what you do and from as early as then and then even high school somebody told me hey life is not that serious <laughs> yeah he told me hey you don't don't bog yourself down if you if you left high school and um, and all you did was in your books you yeah well, all you did was books would you would you be happy like imagine uh, day one after exams mm. would you be happy that all you did was see a books end, end to end live a little Cuz I think I was so stuck up. I was so stuck up in we must achieve. <laughs> and he told me, "Look, there's more to life. There's more to life." And he he opened my eyes to live a little. Yeah? And then I even met uh, people after high school who um showed me there's more, there's better. It was always a guy who would notice and say, "I see you have a yearning. You have a yearning. You know there's something like more, but you've never seen it." but i know what it is do you do you want me to share with you yeah this is how much you can achieve and even this is a is just a pedestal you can do greater i think just um identifying and also being in the right place i think it's also about just positioning at the right place at the right time with the right people because again you could, i could have been uh, with some people telling me push this thing you get 10 bob <laughs> yeah um but here i was with people saying no 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 you can you can strive for more um so it's for us i think even as men um to call out people that we notice i notice this about you i was actually going to say that to be to find a way that you can be an alternative father mm. um just because of the time we are in you have a lot of dads who are not fathers and if you have the revelation then you have a responsibility to to fill that role for as many as you can eh? it's, it's a lot of work but again in revelation because of the because when you say the time that we are in also because i think you have to find you have to look for people who need fathering mm. you need to look for them around you um in the community in the marketplace um in your neighborhood 
even within your own families because they're greater families you know you really need to look at who needs fathering here and just father because of what you said also because recently when i attended an international conference there were two men who came there were two different panels and one, and both men uh, had been had done really well in terms of uh, of corporate uh, corporate america but each of them it was so crazy their opening statements were about mentoring and not for them asking for somebody to mentor them somebody saw something in them so somebody saw something and decided let me build on this and then even i think there was another one who i just met just randomly but again because i was asking them how did you get into this field um of financial investments and analysts was it was to it's called yeah and he said somebody just saw something and just started asking him about it asked him questions yeah before long he was there you know so i think this thing of noticing things in people is something that we need to do and even um just to further the conversation i know we say that like, like in our space that fathers are not just male um so even i'm going to challenge anybody in leadership in any sort of leadership um to to challenge them to open up their eyes because of that statement fathers are everything and so fathers direct us guide us their presence is important their affirmation is important their direction is important so i feel like we also need to step up to the plate as leaders every day i mean I, even as i said that a picture came to my mind even a prefect in a school you could be that you're the head girl or head boy and yeah you're a father you need to also identify other see something in somebody else and you know help them and pack it and 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 answer what that is and then i don't know why i also feel like there's a lot of difference as well in society and the people who are different are, from, are most probably misunderstood like i can always pick up the 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 misunderstood i can always pick up the underdog because i was you know i can always pick up that person who mm, this person is facing challenges because of i don't even understand why they are facing the challenges that they are facing so i'm just saying everyone needs to i think we need to wake up open up our eyes and look around us and look at the hurts that are around us look at the issues around us because i'm even thinking of coach kata and cruz you see cruz now hey Cruz now he just needed some love and then now when they see us you know when they see us I knew it had to make it when they see us when the guard finally hugged that guy I knew I knew that uh, Cory he hugged Cory yeah. I knew he had to hug him because who this was not the place of reprimand remember he had a fight with somebody yeah. then yeah. he held him and he held that guy at the moment that's where he held him but I remember there's a point where yeah, Cory broke that. down and he just guy. held that yeah. guy he was told um no he didn't held him at that time, yeah, the time. Yeah, that he time? didn't we go back and watch the movie no the guy was so cold nobody held him at that time it was another time when the guard held him but i can't remember when but the guard held him that the time of telling me sister died was so cold there was no emotion the guy just cried and well maybe it was that time when he said nobody cares about me i can't remember what it was but i just love that that the god of all people your oppressor your that hugs you because and i love that man that man is a father award even if it's a movie because he was a father that was a moment to just be a father to be human actually did it twice because you remember the place and then he transferred yeah and then later on came and came. Yeah. And then he's still the same person who would always encourage him. Mm. And, and it's I don't know. So maybe this is opening a can of worms. But it's to say, <laughs> your dad is everything because he's center. And now we're talking about biological dads, mm. fathers. But sometimes <clears throat> your 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 biological father is has limitations. Yes. Mm. 
and because of those limitations your experience is not very positive i think god again in his um, love and in his and graciousness he places people around you who can fill that gap yeah without a doubt so it's to it's to never feel fatherless because there's someone you just need to be able to let god to allow you to find them yeah, yeah. no that's true and and i think the other key thing you know as we speak about fatherhood is one of the things we see replicated a lot especially with young fathers is as opposed to trying to draw something out of them is it's to make them like me yeah. and i think that's one of the things that really hurts fathers yeah. you know they yeah. say hey i am the loud guy in class i was the loud guy in school right. i have a child that's very quiet yeah there's a problem <laughs> right <laughs> with a child yeah this this guy is not me what, what's going on right so you know there's that challenge that you know and it's and it's normally very arbitrary things you know the then Oh, I was you good in like maths. Soccer. Yeah, this guy, my my child doesn't like sports. Why don't you like sports? He wants to play piano or something. And you're like, what's, what's you're asking God what what happened? Yeah. But I think that's the other wisdom of a father. And and our last docus about this is just that balance of trying to bring out. Maybe this is the better question. There's a impartation of values. There's an impartation of values. And then there's an impartation of who I am, and there's a slight difference because there's some values. Doesn't matter whether you're loud or quiet or whatever it is. The values are values. Yes. But then now there's an impartation of saying you must love maths, mm. or you must uh, be in the play yeah, like in you. school, or know ten languages. Yeah. I, I don't know what you th- you think about this, Dorcas. Um, I think when it, actually fatherhood. Uh, impartation is a very big part of fatherhood mm. uh, but i think then impartation is bigger than how to do something it's how to be something like it's how to be as opposed to how to do mm. because you see when you're taught when when you're taught how to do something methods change context change mm. so the context in which this person was teaching you how to do it might have changed like now we've seen the generation the way the things were when our fathers were at our age is completely different from the way things are right now But then if you're taught how to be what do you do in certain situations how do you make decisions um uh how do you how do you decide which way to go you know if you're taught how to be a certain way then irrespective of the of the context that never leaves you as compared to being shown what to do but i think fatherhood is critical because i remember even as um uh pastanjo sharing i remembered when i just got into corporate there never used to be orientation programs so you're just thrown into the deep end you're given i remember i was i was given a job then i was told this is your desk this is your computer just work and by god's grace you know there was no orientation at all so i was so and you know you're still so young in the marketplace and then so much is expected from you so i remember by god's grace only by god's grace when i look back my direct uh uh what do you call it? my direct boss she was a lady we were, we were she had several people reporting to her but for some reason she just picked on me and she told me be reporting to my desk every morning for 10 minutes and every morning for 10 minutes imagine she taught me yeah she taught me everything everything from how do you write a corporate email how do you sign out how which words do you use how do you talk in a meeting how do you make a business call like she taught me 
simple things then looked simple but up to today everything that i do i do it based on those conversations we used to have even writing an email today the same rule she taught me i remember she used to say you don't say kindly you say please in an email you know simple things so the impact that she had on me and i got one day I got to tell her was very critical and i think she fathered me at a very and i think it was favor because she never did that for anyone else so it's critical that we are cognizant of the fact that you can be a father irrespective of whether you're a lady or a man and then also what role are you playing in someone's life to shape them for who they need to be you're always so powerful but it's amazing all these conversations are really making me happy making me reflect but um it's so amazing that you would say that because i just keep hearing that statement fathers are everything therefore fathers have to get it and then we have to see opportunities and seize them to make people better without any is it almost a gratification towards us it's not about us yeah it's not, it's, we've got to get our eyes off ourselves you know and uh, focus on what it is that we're supposed to do and make the world a better place you know so i just keep seeing that picture of like see the lost people do be, be very how do you say also deliberate about it and intentional and on the lookout uh, be aware of of your circumstances and what is happening around you and then just be be everything and understand that the presence of a father is everything but maybe I also want to speak to just one minute of telling the women then don't feel really bad because you can always be around your kids um or even your children or around somebody but uh, a father will, is everything i don't know what it is about i think the divine order or the divine nature of things that causes the father to to be everything and so don't take it personally it's not personal um just i don't know feel like take it in your stride you have your i think i you think have your place you have your place and that place cannot be taken mm. by a, a male father but the father has his place but the father has his place and that place cannot be taken by mothering by mothering mm. true yeah true but you've said something very interesting pasanji where you say mm-hmm. uh don't don't feel like you need to be congratulated because you're fathering yes. huh? yeah because that's our problem even me mind and the thing and the thing i keep feeling the statement that i felt was your reward is not in fathering mm. it's being it's in being fathered yeah where you don't place us don't place a demand on the people you're fathering to congratulate you to reward you that's not the you, you you're rewarding the people you're fathering by fathering them mm. Find someone who's above you to father you, whether you're biological or alternative, and that's where your reward is. I don't know if I'm making yeah. sense. Yeah. And you can just think about it even in a corporate setting. You have a manager who's like, I'm such a great manager. You guys should recognize that I'm, you know. But that's not the... Lead them. Lead your direct reports and then go find a mentor who's your father where you can go and say, Bana, I'm tired, you know, and the guy or the lady can pour into your life and you come back, you're energized to even be a better leader mm. and a better father to the people that you lead in the marketplace. Yeah, because yeah, I think also that thing messes up even the way we deal with, with kids. Uh, we have this thing where we say, okay, I'm, I educated you, took you to hospital, <laughs> and now I'm 68, now you owe me a farm. And a pickup truck. I'm like, no, that's not the. Actually, let me jump in there. You know, the idea was actually quite sad, but it's good. Yeah. It's the truth, yeah? yeah. I was like, yeah, need we raise these children for other people. Yeah. Number one, I was thinking, ma, I said, the one that God doesn't give people time to reverse. Yeah. 
if he reversed it yeah. i'd be everywhere because i was looking at althea yeah. just looking at kai yeah this child can just move goes, on swiftly yeah, with yeah. her life yeah, yeah, yeah. she she don't remember how much she don't even know how much i sacrificed the price i had to pay for her but i was actually thinking you know it's funny that the whole world it's not only me yeah. the whole world is prepared we're preparing people yeah. who are going to really have a, yeah. a portion and i say yeah. in their lives yeah. i won't have a portion in her salary yeah, yeah. if she chooses to bless me she'll bless me but it's a, it's actually a worldwide I don't say problem but yeah, it's actually man. happening phenomenal yeah. but it's shocking because then you because and thank god because god would not have, me I would not have put so much input into it <laughs> i can say now how i'd relax i mean the things i i nimad my things i i denied myself i think i'd enjoy them fully i <laughs> say no way let me do this yeah because you're actually preparing citizens for the world mm-hmm. and they're going to go out there live their world uh, and their salaries and their money decide what to do with it but you but it's a cycle they also raise their own and uh, i pray i'm there even me to see mine i'll be like that saying ah uh-uh, please Mm-mm. you know cuz it it's like a cycle it keeps going and thank and then god doesn't uh, allow us to reverse because i feel like i invested a lot and so that's that's the pain i was looking for a return on there investment but i feel that um i guess it can be argued especially in our african context because yeah. we's like we educate children to take care of us yeah. but i think we should be looking for a way to take care of ourselves and our children and our children yeah. and being a father yeah. until you are gone until you're gone even after you're gone make sure you father your children no wonder where the impact is no wonder it's the, we must leave an inheritance for our yeah, children's yeah. children and we know because of this space inheritance is not only money, money. it's spiritual it's with soul of the mind it's mm. professional yeah. it's leaving a name thank god like for me my dad has, a, has left us a name yeah. which is a serious name and we are pray we're not the ones that are going to tarnish that name i mean we've yeah. got to that name is respected yeah. so you've got to leave a lot more of an inheritance than just a physical or a financial inheritance what's your social inheritance uh, to do with relationships what's your professional inheritance what kind of reputation are you leaving uh, for your children okay mm-hmm. I, just, i was just going to say i don't know where this transactional element of parenting, parenting came from yeah. it's not business you know just and the child can't see your investment but you they you can't I, i'm saying where did it come from but even me you see like today brought it up yeah <laughs> like hey please i've yeah. invested a lot in this yeah. person but it's human nature as well no look uh, i'm a, a new i'm a, i'm a new dad a yeah. few months and i've just seen what we've gone through in the first few months and, and what and what else you know i go i go and i give my mom a hug every day now because there's the there's there's ignorance i remember when i was a teenager i'd talk back and she'd look at me with with disbelief and i'd be like no i'm educated i'm what i'm what there is an ignorance because and it's ignorance because i would imagine at 14 that i have an equal right yeah, to, speak. to speak back because and i know things and i've watched tv and i'm but so there's that ignorance and that has to also be tapered because now that i've seen with my son he there's nothing he can do for himself yeah. and for a long time he won't be he able, won't to be able to do anything and i've seen the the, the sacrifices we've made especially my wife has made yeah. serious sacrifice for for the well-being yeah. so it's 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 i think there's also a, a transfer of that value as well yeah. because it's truly 
service. Yeah. You're not gonna get any direct benefit of it. Yeah. But it's 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 ridiculous how much how much sacrifice is made. I know. I don't wait. Try twenty four. That's when you'll know that they sacrifice. And I think that's why somebody wise said sometimes a father, because we're talking about fathers, you just look at some things, and you just keep quiet. Mm. Some things you you'll just take them with you to the grave. There's no point in talking. Because what what am I gonna say to you? Do you know what I've sacrificed? Do you know what I've been through? Do you know what I've done? Do you even understand the intention and the deliberateness of which I've done things so that you could have a different life? And this is the way you respond. Yeah, but you know, I'm always say that's the best thing ever. Even with a with a with a a daughter and a mother, the minute your child gives birth. The day they push that child out of their body, hey, everything changes. What? Hey, you just say, oh, this was what motherhood was about. This is why my mother, this is why my mother was, according to me, crazy. Yeah, even you become crazy because let me tell you things you go through. But uh, yeah, like I say, but it's amazing that you're doing it for society that and for and society and for the world to continue to function. But still, fathers have to be deliberate. And, um, yeah, I guess deliberate and intentional and I think to understand why are you doing the fathering? Because also it, it reminds me of our podcast we did about the, the, a race that feels superior. Let's say you're the one who, 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 who delivered a country or liberated a country yeah. by your actions. You forget you're doing it for everyone. So I think the same thing with fatherhood. Every time you father a, a child, whether it is uh, physical or, or in the marketplace or community or an organization, you're doing it for the good of the entire community, whatever the scope and influence of that community. It's not just for yourself. You're creating citizens, you know, for the future. And that's important. And I think another thing, you know, at the start, I, was, I talked about my father. He'd asked me to make, to make my bed in the morning. And before I could say anything, I'd look at his bed, always made. He'll tell me, eat vegetables. I'll look at his plate. Empty empty and i could not say anything back <laughs> for anything he asked me to do and i thank god for him but the, the 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 part of modeling i think in terms of having the weight of a father the father has weight in just what he says but the impact is so much more when he does what what he says, what he says. because now you know this is a truth you can't you know you're waiting you're like ah, if only he didn't do it then i could I could say, at least complain to my friends at least and say, ah, my father asked me to do things. So I think there's also, you know, that role of, of modeling. I think a father has to find a way of modeling and that's why it's very hard to be something that you're not. Mm. But it still happens. I was going to say even in the African context, the one that comes to mind is taking people to church. Mm. There are some people who say their father never went to church, mm. but he dropped you there every Sunday without fail or made, an, made a way for you to go. He seemed to understand the importance. Of course, it was more powerful if he went inside the church, but there were still those who were still... It was him who said, let me tell you something. In this house, everyone except myself is in church. So there's still a way that he was still a father, even in that way. And I think for me, it's uh, just calculating the cost because for, every, for everything we enjoy, for every freedom, there's someone who paid the price for you to enjoy it. Uh, whether it's big or small... So I think some, we've gotten, I think our fathers were more, uh, what do you call it, more sacrificial than this generation is. And I think that's the thing we need to go back to. We, we are more unwilling to sacrifice than they were. They were more willing to sacrifice for us. And even when you look at the concept of fatherhood, God the Father sacrificed his only son for us. So it's like it's hinged on 
for you to be a father you have to sacri- there has to be a sacrifice you have to let go of so many things even father and we can't we can't negate that fact that you have to sacrifice and then you you'll you um you'll find that the lack of fatherhood is what is causing a lot of i don't know to call it the vagabond spirit people who are not grounded, grounded yeah centered. so centered so it's a whole cycle but you have to be willing to sacrifice for it I mean, I'll tell you for sure. There is a question where your child will ask you and me, and it's normally around food. And you know, I've just begun thinking about how, like, you can't eat by yourself. Yeah, as, as a father, you can't say, "I've I've put food on my plate." You, I don't know, I don't know what you're gonna eat. Um, but it would be interesting to hear from the group, like so. It, it's beginning to sound like there's a connection between fathering, whether you're male or female, and leadership. You know, and just to get a sense of, so that, what does that mean? Is there a connection? And then what does that mean for even nations? You know, we keep talking about, oh, Africa nation, this Africa nation, that. But like, what's the... Open you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, I mean, it would be interesting to hear what the group has to think, hey, has to say about fatherhood fathering and leadership hey you have opened another you have opened another another can because um i was reading a book uh, by simon sinek which says that leaders uh, eat last huh? yeah leaders eat last huh? and it's a principle that he had picked he has uh, he has picked from um, was it the military yeah and um fascinating yeah very very fascinating because he says that um the 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 was, officer, the, the officer the the, the top. top the topmost guy yeah. first in the mess he's always the last person to eat so first everyone everyone eats yeah. then he goes in yeah. which is the exact opposite of what we do <laughs> always keep do you guys keep food for your father big piece of chicken. With the, the biggest piece of chicken of my father even if it wasn't there it would always be put for him dad's uh, portion was yeah, kept first with then as guys portion. could tackle the rest yeah. of the portion so I'm, I'm really laughing about that um so what he also says is that even in combat even in combat they would be the ones uh who there's the infantry down mm-hmm. And those are like the newbies, the recruits. recruits. And then there's the guys who are overhead and they're watching. And they would be the ones who would would quell down the fire when it was enemy fire coming down towards uh, the guys. And you know, uh, you would think that the people down there are more vulnerable, but Mm. this is a guy in an open sky. So he's actually more vulnerable because there is the the missiles from yeah, ground to yeah, air, yeah. and they can be shot down and they have a miserable death. And you you can hide in the in the rocks and everything, but there was always that uh, dichotomy of because yeah. there's someone above me, yeah. I am safe, mm-hmm. and then the person who's up there is saying before because there are people down there, mm-hmm. I am safe, mm-hmm. but it was always the guy up there who had the bigger responsibility of, of ensuring that. Um, when the plane is going back, it's going back with coffins or it's going back with people back to their families. Mm. So I think there's a bigger cost that we don't see because that's in a war situa- situation. Mm. But in a, in a, in a leadership uh, situation, people only see it like a service. Like, like um, if, I am, 
if i am ceo everyone under me is is there for my pleasure and entertainment that is, but that's cool. so like you said about mm-hmm. nations that's the thing we need to upset and i don't know why i want to say this but um we are we're in a war especially if we even spiritual we are in a war this is a war remember when i go went back to that i think the the fathers are attacked because they're the center yeah. it's a war yeah you know the the thing that gets me about that story about the mess and the officer is by the time all the men eat there's no food mm. for the officer right but what the men have been doing is putting a bit aside for the officer yeah yeah so i mean just the when you're fathering like you can't you can't think let others benefit you know and i think this is maybe the connection with leadership and even maybe even corruption in our african <laughs> context eh? you you're leading but you're like i hey, mean my car tax my car 10% has to go into my pocket mm. whereas you can say let me build my community first let me build my nation um god doesn't sleep he'll sort you out and i think maybe that's a lesson that our leaders now need to learn mm. um yeah i think there's value in putting others first putting others first and you know you're reminding me um i don't know if we uh, well it's 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 something that's in the public domain um but if you go if you ever go to rwanda and you go to the genocide uh, memorial yeah um you know we we see kagame now and we have the modern tales we have mm-hmm. what he what has been shared about him have we have our opinions about what he's I doing mean, and uninformed. you know uninformed, uninformed opinions uninformed. by the way um and conclusions we've drawn because of mm-hmm. uh, you know we are um, we are uh, pedestrian commentators we are just yeah, passing yeah. by and saying yeah, yeah we are we are pro- analysts, yeah, yeah analysts we are analysts from the side eh? But but the funny thing is that you, when you get into that place you will understand why he is the mm. leader that he is mm. because when the when the guys were killing one tribe were doing so they were doing it from the state house then mm. and they were sending military out to wipe out people mm. Kagame who was uh, on the side of the resistance to that movement mm. he was on the front lines of that battle you actually see photos of him in full regalia in the front line he was not sending anyone he was there what does that tell you about him don't you think his people place a lot more premium on him because of that because he was he's not he's not an analyst he's not saying from the sidelines people fought and uh, yeah now we can enjoy he is he fought he fought he risked his life he could he could have died so many people died but he was there so when you look at leadership from that perspective You see that when you put people first um look at Rwanda Rwanda is just a shining beacon of a lot of things you might say a lot, uh, of course it's not 100% uh, perfect but when you see what he's still putting on the line because i mean to date he da- he's not a politically correct leader he 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 first stands for his people and then everyone everyone else can either align or not choose your side but he is about his people i think even in the marketplace you always have to be about your people um i think the biggest thing that we say about corruption is that um one people are corrupt because they don't feel like even their people all the way at the top care about, about them. them so it's like 
Yeah. It's the your analogy for veggies. You're saying uh, zero corruption in the in the country. But uh, there's no evidence that your plate is clean. <laughs> you are telling us to eat veggies, but your plate uh, is uh, is not really clean. No, it's 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 exactly like that. So So no, it's it's exactly like that. And this thing of fatherhood it's you have to do what you say at the end of the day it's it's tricky it's tough but you just have to to do what you say at the end of the day knowing that you're not perfect knowing that you're growing you know for everything else and i think there's a you cannot plead ignorance right mm. to drive a car you, you go to school to learn how to drive you get a license you know to be a doctor you go to medical school but to be parents and to be fathers the one thing we say we'll land on the job i think there's there's enough material out there to read about there's father figures all around us the one place that i think ignorance cannot be your defense mm. there's so much out there of good leadership good fathering that mm. i sense that there's an expectation that if you have taken that responsibility of being a father in whichever form it is there's an onus on you to go and educate yourself through prayer through resources to figure out how can i do it better So, Dorcas. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree with that. And uh, just to be, just to understand that, we are always fatherhood is about replicating, and it's about, as uh, George said, it's about inheritance. If I yeah, it's about inheritance and so we need to be conscious and aware that whatever it is that we are inculc- inculcating into the people around us mm-hmm. will carry on and it's something that we should be conscious that they should also carry on yeah. so we should we should be conscious of our role as fathers wherever we are wow, wow. you know this conversation about fatherhood is just another unraveling it's like we're pulling on a thread mm. um so i'd like to just ask you who's listening to just stay tuned for the second part of this same conversation um we will still be joined by the <laughs> by the same panelists because uh, the emotional tension clearly is still going up and higher so until the next podcast bye see you guys bye. see you bye. bye be intentional about fatherhood yeah.